Welcome to the Glory Mountain Church podcast. For more information on our church and ways to support what God is doing here, visit glorymountain.com. Thanks for coming out. Those of you that are new, thank you for being here. And those of you that have just moved here, we just welcome you. Thank you for um, just coming and visiting us today. And we're in part three of a series that we're doing called Above and Beyond. And this Above and Beyond series started with Mark a couple weeks ago, just really helping us understand that living above and beyond the common, like the Lord calls us to, has to do with what we believe and what we speak, what we're saying. If we're negative all the time, we're not going to get there. I mean, it's just really about speaking life, speaking the word of the Lord over us, over our situations. Then last week I talked about living above and beyond, having more than enough financially, where that starts. And that's a good one. You can go onto the, onto the website or the podcast and you can hear that one. It just starts about how, how the, king, the value of the kingdom of God is generosity. So we talked about giving and sacrificially giving and tithing and how that all is a part of who we are in order that we might live in the, the abundant life that the Lord's called us to. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So it's a privilege. It's an honor to give. And then as a result, we don't always do it because of, but there is a result that we get blessed and that the Lord, that promise that he's given us goes into effect. And so that was last week. And I have the honor of preaching two weeks in a row. So this is awesome. And uh, you guys, and I want to talk about something. Well, first of all, I want, I want you guys to know that in this series, our goal is that you would go above and beyond any lies that you've believed any limitations that have been on you, any uh, negative words that were spoken over you, just that we would break out and go to a new level, things that have held us down. And we've all dealt with stuff, amen? All of us, we're still dealing. It's like a lifelong journey. We'll leave that baggage down. Okay, I'm going here. Okay, there's some more baggage. I'm going here. But every time we do that, it's the Bible calls it going from glory to glory, just getting into his presence every time. And that's what our life is about. But God has given us promises for our life. And I want to just go over two of those right now. And do you guys know how big a promise is when God makes it? He never goes back on it. He never cancels it out. And uh, so I want to read you some prom. Are you interested in that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> amen. You guys can do that. You can give me some feedback. Yes. Some amens. We like that. Because we know right now there is, there are, uh, there's a lot of noise in heaven, right? Angels and, anyway, that's for another study. So I'm going to go to Ephesians 3.20 today. And if you have your Bible or your phone or whatever, get it out. And if not, I have it up in the screen here. Thanks to Mark. Thank you, Mark, for preparing that for me. Um, Ephesians 3.20. This is a new translation that I am really enjoying. It's called the Passion Translation. So I want to read it to you in a different translation this week. 
you know what? Before that, I just got, thank you, Lord. I just got a, um, a prompting. I feel like when I was here, I felt like there's some here today where their spirit man um, hasn't become fully alive. You know, when we were dedicating Hudson, she is first and foremost a spirit that will last forever, for eternity. She was a spirit, and the Lord brought her spirit down here to earth. She's got a destiny that she's going to fulfill, and then her spirit will live on. And I was thinking about how she was so in tune when we were speaking to her spirit. Did you see that? She was fixed. I don't know if that tear was something going on with her spirit, but she was fixed. She was understanding. You are first and foremost a spirit. You're in a body and you have a soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your spirit is to always be on top of your soul. It's always to be preeminent. But you cannot have a strong, alive, vibrant, on fire spirit if you haven't yet let the breath of the Holy Spirit come in. And that comes when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, not just your Savior your Lord and your Savior. When he comes into your spirit, your spirit is unlocked and you're living. If you haven't done that yet, you're walking around as a dead man in a body with a soul. And so if you haven't received the Holy Spirit to come in to your life, to awaken you, you need to do that right away. Some churches call it receiving Jesus. It's a transformation. You're a new person. I've heard people that have come to the Lord. And then there's an additional step you take, and that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit comes in. The Spirit comes into us. We're alive. We're awakened. So now that we're alive, what do we do? Well, there's a lot we have to do, but we have to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit that comes on us so that we can do what God wants us to do. So if you haven't had those two steps, today is a perfect day for you to do that. And we can pray with you or you can do it right now where you're seated. But we can pray with you afterwards, but you've got to get your spirit alive so that you can really begin to live these promises. And so that you can really, with with everything that's in you, that you can begin to decree the word of God over your life. Amen? How many of you have experienced that? And our lives have been changed. And you know, it's just not a one-time experience. We've got to be refilled and refilled and refilled and refilled and refilled every day, every moment. Just just letting the Spirit pray through us, pray through us, pray through us so that we, I want to go through my life alive and vibrant. I want to live above and beyond the norm as you all do. It's a choice. It takes receiving Jesus Christ into your life, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then it begins. 
And we begin to go through life and we practice his word and we speak his word over us. So I just felt prompted by the Lord to speak that over you guys. Maybe somebody's here that their spirit man has never awakened. And so we welcome you to just come in because when you do that, you belong to a family that is over a billion members and growing and growing every day. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's just worship him for a second. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that your breath, Holy Spirit, you're coming into people's lives all over our city. We speak it all over in this church, in the churches in our city. We thank you, Father, for the new birth that's taking place today, even here in some of these hearts. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come now and help us in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I have a decree for you, and I want you to say this with me. Because when you come in to that place in your spirit, man, you've now been adopted into the family of God, and you are sons of God. You are kings. And as kings, you don't walk around like peasants, but you walk around with a royalty and authority confidence that the Lord has given to you. We live in a world where the world would want to just batter us down, knock us down all day long. You know, Mark and I were talking about it. There's so much noise out there today, so much. And through that, we can come down. But the Lord wants us to live. We are seated with him in heavenly places, are we not? So we have that privilege we're co-heirs, co-heirs. Jesus is my brother. I am a co-heir. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my brother. All that he has, I have. And so as kings, kings, turn to your neighbor, say, you're a good-looking king or a queen. <laughs> That's who you are. Just see yourselves with crowns on your head. So, can I have this on the screen? Will you say this with me as a king, as a queen? Ready? Begin. I am not substandard, second rate, low grade, or inferior. I am filled with the Spirit of God, and I have the call of God on my life. Even if my gifts and talents seem small in comparison to others, I have all that I need in order to do what God has asked me to do. God wants to receive glory because of what he does through me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Take a picture of it and say it every day this week. That's who you are. That's who you are. And the world wants to get in our minds that that's not who we are. But that's who we are. That's who we are. That's who you are. That is your rightful place yeah. as a king, as a son, as a daughter of the Lord. Amen. I want to read Ephesians 3.20 in the Passion Translation now. Feel free to read it out loud with me. Ready, begin. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. 
He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. (laughs) He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Wow, I could be so tired. You guys, I went out last night with my husband and I asked for decaf coffee and they, I know at two in the morning when I was wide awake, I knew they forgot to give me (laughs) decaf coffee. (laughs) They gave me coffee, I was wide awake. And you know what? I came a little tired this morning, but that doesn't matter because the spirit of God is energizing me, energizing you. There's nothing too hard for him. When you need that energizing, you begin to pray in the spirit, you pray in tongues, you begin to worship him. And then like my friend, our friend says, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. So you got to get sleep too. But Jesus wants to energize our spirits and give us strength for that day. That Monday morning at 8 a.m. when I'm at work, I need energizing strength then. When I'm out working out, when I'm on the military base, I need strength then. I need supernatural strength. When I'm working and I'm in L.A. and I've got this brand new job, I need the strength of the Lord When I'm just moved in and I got all this unpacking and I'm tired, I can have the strength, the energizing strength in my spirit just to continue to go and to be filled and to be filled and to be filled. You guys, the Lord has an abundant, mighty, great life for us. And I feel like sometimes we don't don't like to preach that in the churches because, you know, if it you know, it's, it's like you have to believe it in order to go into that. And so, you know, it's kind of safe not to preach it. Then if it doesn't happen for some people, then it's okay. But no, I want to call us all together. I want to rally us all together and say the Lord has an abundant life for all of us. A wonderful life for all of us. He really does. And when we start living in that abundance of joy, of peace, when we're different than our coworkers, that's when the people start to know I've got an abundance of love. Why do you have an abundance of love for me? Why are you so kind to me? Why'd you give me that extra $20? And they begin to notice the Holy Spirit moving through you and in you and that abundant life that you live. Why do you always have a smile on your face? You know, why when you just, you know, when this happened in your division and you're still joyful, Why? The Holy Spirit gives us an abundant life. John 10, 10. I came, this is Jesus talking, I came that they may have and enjoy life, have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And I feel as though sometimes when we go through trials and we're in a place where it's hard and we think we've done something wrong or I'm out of God's will. No, that's just life. And when we're in those places, God still wants us to have the joy and the peace that passes all understanding. That's the abundant life. 
And you know, God never stands still. He's never stagnant. He's always wanting to move us on to greater things. Don't ever get stagnant in your walk with God. Always want and desire more. I can't get enough, God. I can't get enough of you. I need more of you today. Jesus, I love you. I need more of you today. He always wants us to grow and increase. Yes, in our spiritual life, in our relationships, and in our calling on the earth. Today, I want to just hone in for a few more minutes on the area of increase in our lives that many times we call promotion. The Lord gave me a promotion. And promotion can come in so many ways. It can come, you know, in our workplace. We've had a lot of promotions in this church this year. People testifying of their new positions, the places God's brought them. Uh, We can get a promotion in our ministry. We can get a promotion in our marriages, in our relationships, in our living conditions. There's a lot of people that got promoted into parenthood here in this church. We have promotions in so many different ways in our businesses. And I want you, if you're writing down, I want you to write this down. Number one, God's will is promotion. Psalm 75, 6 and 7. This is in the Living Bible. Psalm 75, 6 and 7. For promotion and power come from nowhere on earth. I love that. (laughs) Promotion and power come from nowhere on earth. But only from God. He promotes one and deposes another. Promotes one, deposes another. That word in the Hebrew, promotion, means lift up, raise up, elevate. As believers, this is my definition of promotion, being raised up by God to a position or positions where we are most valuable to the kingdom of God. Where we are most valuable to the kingdom of God. The Lord has so many different levels in our lives and promotions. He brings us from when we're just a child all the way until our later days. We're always, always being promoted in different things. You know, a lot of you are... In your 50s, your 60s, 70s, and you might be saying, well, you know, I've had a lot of promotions. I just don't know if there's that much more for me. I want you to know that is a lie from the enemy. There is so much more for you. The first thing you need to do is start believing it for yourself. There's so much more for you that God has. He never, ever stops increasing and growing us. It is God's will, say it, it is God's will will. to be promoted. And then the last key is God has a system of promotion. God's system is entrusting him to set us 
where we are most valuable to the kingdom. Trusting him. So I want to read 1 Samuel, just a little bit of chapter 16, and then we'll close it out. Because this is an example of someone that received promotion. Um, New King James Version, I believe, if you want to turn to 1 Samuel 16. God has more for you. God has so much more for you. So now the Lord said to Samuel, who was reigning in Israel as a prophet, how long will you mourn for Saul, current reigning king, seeing that I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Why was he rejected? He was disobedient. He did everything on his own. He just operated through human reasoning didn't regard the Lord first and foremost. And besides, the people chose him. He wasn't even chosen by God. So how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I've rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn, Samuel, with oil and go. I'm sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. God is getting ready. Does the person know it? Not at all. Not at all. But God is getting ready to do some maneuvering here. No one knows about it yet. God has been watching and looking. He lifts up one, he puts down another. And he's always looking for people he can promote in, the, in different areas where he needs you. So let's just go to verse six real quick. Okay. So Samuel, he gets to where Jesse lives. And he says, Jesse, put on a feast. Get all your sons. And God is going to do something. Well, are we in trouble, Samuel? No, you're not in trouble. God wants to do something. And so it was, verse 6, when they came. Okay, here's the lineup. Samuel's got all these guys lined up, Jesse's sons. Because that's what the word of the Lord told him. I've got somebody from Jesse's sons. So he says, so it was when they came that Samuel, he looked at Eliab and he said, oh, surely this is the one. This is the Lord's anointed one. I mean, look at him. Nice looking, well-educated, has good manners. <laughs> this has got to be him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord, now get this, this is a key part of the scripture this morning. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Our spirit man. The Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at the heart. 
So Jesse, he called Abinadab, and he made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made seven of his sons. Can you imagine? They're like, oh, it's going to be me. That one ended. It's going to be me. I'm the last one. It's going to be me. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, no, the Lord hasn't chosen any of these guys. And you know, if you do further study on these brothers, you'll see that they had some character flaws big time. And so none of these guys were chosen. So let's go to verse 11. God's choice, it's coming up. Nobody knows who it is. And Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? And then he said, well, there remains yet the youngest one. You know, he's like 15 years old. And yeah, he's, uh, he's over there keeping the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, well, send him, bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy. That means kind of fair. Maybe he had red red hair. He had bright eyes and he was good looking. Now, when I think of this, I think of my grandson who's 14, red hair, good looking. And I think, wow, that was the age of David at this time. That was David's age and he was just out there doing his thing with the sheep and now he was ruddy good looking and the Lord said arise and anoint him this is the one then Samuel took the horn of oil he anointed him in the midst of his brothers and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward hallelujah That's beautiful. That is such a wonderful example of what the Lord does when he's looking for those that he can promote and put them in the place where they're going to be most effective. Was David looking for a promotion? No, he was not. He was fine where he was, worshiping the Lord where the sheep were. He was about his father's business, serving his father. You know, promotion found David because David was pursuing God. David wasn't pursuing a promotion. David was pursuing God. If you want a promotion, you want God to continue to elevate you into places in your life where you'll be valuable and effective for his kingdom, pursue the Lord. And I know many of you have done that for years and God has taken you to this place, this place, this place. If you have not yet pursued the Lord, you're not gonna go anywhere that's valuable to the kingdom. You gotta pursue him. That means just be intimate with him. Can you imagine David? And we see so many of his songs that he worshiped the Lord with in the book of Psalms. He was just a lover of God, a a man after God's heart, it said. And he wasn't pursuing promotion. He was pursuing God. God took notice of that. And he takes notice of our lives when we're pursuing him. And he brings us to places that we never thought we'd be. He takes us above and beyond. 
and he allows us to be valuable in his kingdom. So I just want to ask you this morning, are you pursuing him with your whole life? Are you becoming more and more like the Lord? And next week, I think we're going to talk a little bit about some of the character traits that are pre-qualifiers for promotion. Because David had character traits. They're Jesus traits that qualified him. He was a servant. He was humble. So many things that the Lord wants to see in our lives so that we can go to the next level. Do you believe that the Lord has that for you? Do you believe that the Lord has that for you? Amen. He does. He's got more than you can ask, dream, or imagine. So I want to pray over you now. And I feel like I want to pray the Lord would just break off anything that would be a mindset that's holding you back from believing that the Lord has advancement for you. Maybe you think you're too, I've had to battle with this. I just turned a new decade. (laughs) But it's like, okay, God, you still have a lot for me to do, right? You still have more for me. Yes, you do. And you know, you've got to fight these lies that would want to come in. You know, when you're at work and you're just plugging along and it seems like everybody else is getting lifted up and promoted and going to new places, you've got to stay the course. Pursue him. God has his hand on your life. You don't even know what he's doing. David had no idea what God was doing when he was in the field, being faithful, serving, worshiping. Didn't seem like he was going anywhere. I'm sure there's times he said, well, God, am I going to be out here all my life? I've asked that question many times. Well, God, is this what you have the rest of my life? Not for you to know. Just keep serving me. Keep your eyes fixed on me. Keep worshiping me. Keep thanking me for all the new things that I have for you. Because I've got a constant, constant lineup in your life. Believe me for it. Believe me for it. Confess it. Seek after me. Worship me. Be faithful. Be faithful. And see what I will do with your life. Some of you have been promoted to motherhood. That's a great promotion. Some of you are promoted to a new job this year, a new positions. Wherever you are, serve well. Be the best employee. We'll talk about this more next week. Be all that God has for you in this season. Seasons don't last forever. They come and go. Sometimes it seems like, God, I've been here a long time. And sometimes when we get ready to change it ourselves, we mess up God's plan. Don't rely on your own strength. Rely on him. He's faithful father. He's a faithful dad. He's got your very best in store for you. So, Father, we thank you for the goodness and the kindness that you have already poured out in our lives. We thank you for the opportunity to serve you where we are most valuable, where you see us most valuable in our lives. 
Lord, thank you that you have stretched us in the past and you've put us in places we didn't know if we could handle. But Lord, you've always given us grace. And how many of you would say, Lord, I offer fresh and anew my life to you to use as you so please. Advance me, promote me wherever you desire, God. I'm not doing it, you do it. Position me where I need to be. How many of you would say, yeah, I would pray that prayer. Lift your hands, yeah. We pray that prayer, all of us, Father. We say we want you to use our lives. We want you to use our lives. Thank you for the places that we're at now. And as we go out this week and we spread your love and your goodness and your kindness, Lord, thank you that people are going to be changed. They're going to see the grace and the favor of God on our lives. Help us to serve our employees, our bosses the best we can. Be faithful on time and to do as you would do, Jesus, in our situation. We want to be like you, Jesus. We want to be like you. Thank you for giving us grace to take on your character. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Continue to build our lives so we go above and beyond the common. In Jesus' name. And everybody says amen, amen. Why don't you stand with me? Thank you so much for joining us today and being a vital part of what God is doing in His people. We hope that this message impacted you and that you were blessed. We would love to connect with you about this message and what God is doing in your heart. You can email us at info at glorymountain.com or visit our website, glorymountain.com. You can also give online to support what God is doing at Glory Mountain. Have a blessed week.